G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. When we've made a mistake, I mean really, really blown it, the last thing we expect God to do is to forgive us immediately and unconditionally. The last thing we expect God to do is to be overjoyed that finally we've woken up to the fact that we have indeed made a mistake. But that's exactly what he does. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond and welcome again to the program. Today we're going to take a look at God's absolute and unconditional forgiveness from a bit of a different perspective. We all kind of know that it's not things that make us happy. We talked about that a bit yesterday on the program. It's not the big house or the glossy new car or the fine clothes or the fine dining or the holidays that make us happy. But that doesn't stop us from trying to find happiness in those things. remember one time in my life being on a really expensive holiday when I was in business rather than in full-time ministry before I gave my life to Jesus. And I had the most miserable time because the plush surroundings weren't what made me happy. It's what's going on on the inside that makes us happy or unhappy. It's, It's relationships with people and with God that make us happy. Like this morning, I was up early writing some more radio messages and my wife, Jackie, it was her day off, so she was having a well-deserved lie-in in bed. When she finally got up, I went out to the kitchen and there she was tidying up and I just gave her a big hug. Man, that's what life's all about. That's what brings joy to our lives, people and relationships. And for me, I know that I know that I know that I know that it's God who gives me those things and enables me to enjoy them. Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 19 Likewise all to whom God gives wealth and possessions and whom he enables to enjoy them and to accept their lot and find enjoyment in their toil this is a gift from God. But I made some decisions in my early 20s that caused me to turn away from God. It it wasn't the same as the young man in Jesus' parable about the prodigal son that we looked at yesterday on the program but the idea was the same. I, like the prodigal son, walked away from God's blessing and found myself spiritually and emotionally in a dark and desperate place, just as that young son did amongst the pigs in Jesus' story. And the problem is we get used to that place. We accept it because the alternative is admitting that we're wrong. The alternative is cutting our losses and going back to the place where we know the blessing will be. See, I believed in Jesus back then. But I started to live a life that didn't honour God. I walked away. I decided to live my life my way, in a sense like the prodigal son who demanded his inheritance from his father and then headed off to live the life. At least that's what he thought. And little by little, life descends to a point that's lower than low, even though I had money in a big house and a nice car. But again, that's not what life's about. Those aren't the things that make us happy. And like the prodigal son, I stayed there because I had low expectations of God. I always kind of knew God was out there, I think. But I was afraid to turn back, and I had too much pride to admit that I was wrong and to turn back. 
So I lived in that rotten place for a good couple of decades before I finally came to my senses. Now, along with the prodigal son, in fact, just before that story, Jesus tells two much shorter stories, and I'd like to have a look at them now because I know that well, the decision to turn our lives around, to turn away from our stupid mistakes and their consequences, and back to God can be a tough decision. And the best way I know how to make it easier for you, if you need to make that decision, whatever part of your life needs turning back to God, is by sharing God's word with you. Because there is such power in God's word, power to change lives, as the Holy Spirit lifts the word off the pages and writes it on our hearts. So as we have a look at these two short parables that Jesus told, I am believing that some lives are going to be restored and healed and turned around by the power of God. Luke chapter 15, verse 1. Now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to Jesus, and the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling and saying, This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So Jesus told them this parable. Which one of you, having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, doesn't leave ninety-nine in the wilderness and go off after that one until the lost one's found? When he's found it, he lays it on his shoulders and rejoices. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbours, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so, I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over the 99 righteous people who needed no repentance. What's the context, the situation he was speaking into? The fact that these self-righteous, pious, holier-than-thou religious leaders were having a whinge that instead of spending his time with them, this miracle man Jesus was hanging around sinners. And so he tells this story about a lost sheep, which spoke right into the agrarian mindset and culture of the day. Being a shepherd was a big deal back then. A shepherd protected his sheep with his life. If you had a hundred sheep in your care, I've got to tell you, you did not come home at night one short down at 99. You did whatever you had to to find that lost sheep and bring it back to the flock. That's just how things were. And Jesus is in effect saying, well, God's like that. I came to find that one lost sheep, that one sinner, and bring them home. That's the whole reason I'm here. And by the way, just in case you didn't get it, and quite obviously they didn't get it, Jesus says in Luke chapter 15, verse 7, I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over the 99 righteous people who need no repentance. See, that's the heart of God for you and me. When you and I have blown it, and we know it, he comes out looking for us. Perhaps that's exactly what he's doing right now with you as you hear his word. I know, maybe it's still a bit hard to get a handle on. So here is Jesus' second story right off the back of that. Luke chapter 15, beginning at verse 8. And Jesus says, look, Or well, what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one of them, does not light a lamp, sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it? When she's found it, she calls together her friends and neighbours, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I'd lost. Just so, I tell you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over the one sinner who repents. So, guys, Jesus is saying, in case you didn't get it the first time, here it is again. Imagine a poor widow. She loses what to her is a huge sum of money, a silver coin. She turns the place upside down. She finds it. She still had the nine, but imagine her joy at finding the tenth one again. Just so, I tell you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over the one sinner who repents. And then finally, the story of the prodigal son that we looked at yesterday. But the bit that we didn't look at was the bad reaction of the other brother, who sees this snooty kid brother of his who went and blew his whole inheritance and dishonoured their father, and when he comes back from his hard day's work in the field, he discovers not only has this brat of a brother returned, but the old man's throwing him a party. 
Not surprisingly, this older brother doesn't react too well and has a tantrum and refuses to go inside. Well, maybe we would do too. So what does Dad come outside and say in Jesus' parable? Luke chapter 15, verse 31. Then the father said to him, Son, you're always with me, and, and all that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice because this brother of yours was dead and has come back to life. He was lost and now he's found. You see, three times the same thing. The lost sheep, the lost coin, the lost son. Do we get it yet? Has the Holy Spirit got it through to us yet? If you're hanging out there wondering whether you should repent, whether you should turn away from your sin and come back to Jesus, whether, whether God would have you back, whether, whether God wants you back, God is speaking to you today. And what he's saying quite simply is this, I can't wait to have you back. In fact, heaven's ready. Heaven is ready to have a party. I'm standing, I'm waiting, I'm hoping, I'm loving. Come back to me. That's what God's saying. And if you're in the place of deciding whether you want to take that step back in God's direction, whether you want to ask him for his forgiveness, whether you want to put your trust in Jesus, please, oh please, hear the voice of God today. Jesus stands at the door and knocks. Will you answer? sharing the gospel with as many people as possible so they can experience a real and tangible relationship with God. So before I go, I'd like to tell you about our free daily devotional to help you be all that God made you to be. It's called Fresh. Each day you'll receive a powerful scripture verse together with some words of inspiration, hope and encouragement. And the best news is that it's completely free and delivered right to your inbox each and every day where you can choose to read, listen or even watch the daily video. It's completely up to you. It's God's Word fresh for you each day. To receive your free devotional, just jump onto the website freshdevotional.org. You'll see the Fresh e-devotional sign up right there for you. As a bonus, I'll also send you a free copy of my e-book, How Can I Hear God Speak to Me? So head across to the website and sign up to receive Fresh. I pray that your heart will be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through his word. That web address again, in case you missed it, is freshdevotional.org. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you at the same time Monday with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.